Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. Exploring and expanding the consciousness. Learning from each other. We discuss and explore our journeys of spiritual development. You are now tuned in to the Full Circle Frequency. Hello and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. Good evening, Julie. How are you? I'm great, thank you. I'm feeling quite chilled now. So it's been a hectic day, but I've uh, come back down now. Good, I feel grounded. uh, quite light actually this evening now. Um, I I can't explain it. I feel lifted. You've probably Mm. experienced some healing, what with um, Julie's work, bringing the (laughs) healing energy in. And obviously I've been working in the room today with spirit. Mm. Uh, You're probably basking in that energy, which is good. Yeah. So have you been busy then, Glenn? Uh, this week, yeah, I've been. I've had quite a few clients come through, um, online clients, and then I've been teaching online. So it's been uh, obviously I juggle that around my two girls, my family there, and uh, so it's been a really interesting week for me. Um, I've I've been able to have a few rests here and there just to recalibrate. Um, so it's been nice. So what about yourself, Phil? Have you had a good week? Yeah, I have. It's been uh, a, a better week this week actually mm-hmm. uh, since the. Uh, new moon actually so yeah, a, change the in, a change in energies um, as you know the previous couple of weeks been um, working with some different energies uh, levels of energy mm. within myself from not being very well and things like that so yeah um, mm. but yeah I feel a lot better this week Good. Um, with that change that new moon energy change and things like that yeah. so yeah I was busy, of course, with my yoga retreat last week as well at Clumber Park, so that was really, really good. That looked fantastic. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, had a good uh, turnout, and we worked with the energy, healing, and sound as well. So yeah, yeah. Looking forward Brilliant. to doing that again. Brilliant. Good. Um, we have um, a fantastic guest for this episode, and um, this guest is really well-known in this area and probably more than this area actually with with the network mm. actually of people that this guest knows um owner of north star crystals founder of the mansfield mind body spirit show as well uh, owner of atlantean atlanteanite i think i yeah. pronounced that right um crystal healer and crystal teacher as well um Please welcome, all the way from Eastwood in Nottingham, Eric Henderson. Hello, Eric. Hi, Eric. How are you? I am. Oh, really well, mate. Thank you. Very well today. Yourselves? Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, we're doing all right. Yeah. yeah, we're looking forward to it. Well, thank you for having me on. It's a real privilege. No, we, uh, we've been talking about having you on for a while actually Eric. we have um and we wanted to get you on quite soon because we know that you've got one of the um mansfield mind body spirit shows coming up in october um 15th and 16th of october is it 
I think. 16th and 17th, 17th of October. And I know that's a, just so people know, it's a John Fretwell Centre in Zoukham in Mansfield. Um, so we know that we, we knew that that was coming up. So we thought, actually, we really want you to get on soon so we can air this episode the week before the show for you as well. So um, just so people can they know listen what's going and, on. and know yeah. what's going to happen there yeah. as well for you. So, bro. Okay. This is our, um, I think we've missed three, we do two a year normally. Yeah. Uh, and I think because of the pandemic, I think we've missed three shows now. So mm. we're experiencing something very strange. I've never experienced it before. The tickets are almost a third sold out already. I think people are yeah. so keen to get back into something after the, after the lockdown. Definitely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a very busy show, I think, this one. Yeah. We, me and Glenn were talking earlier and we were saying that actually... It's probably about, did you say two, 2000 when you first started going, Glenn? Um, it was 2010, 2009, oh, right, okay. 2010 when I, yeah. when I used to, uh, I first started, I think it was at the Civic Centre in Mansfield mm. when I first visited and um, fantastic, very yeah, uh, enlightening. Sorry. It, sorry, sorry, Eric. I think we've been going for 27 years now. So we started oh, wow. in uh, 92 in Nottingham. Oh, wow. Oh, and we moved right. to the Smooth okay. Civic Centre. I think it was 1995, 1996, if I remember. Yeah, um, right. And then when the Civic Centre closed, closed down about four years ago, five years ago, yeah. uh, we moved to the Fretwell Centre, which is where we are now. Mm. It uh, was... Um, sorry, I was going to say, it was, it was actually the, the, man, the Mind, Body, Spirit show at the Civic Centre that started me on my Reiki journey. Oh. That's how I, really? That's oh. how I met... Um, Mick and Maggie, Mick and Alan from Clips yeah. and Reiki yeah. there. So Mick gave me, he gave me a crystal to hold. Uh, and then he said, uh, I'll tell you what, you can keep that and bring it, bring it me back on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, very <laughs> sorry. <laughs> That's how I ended up going. It's a thing crystals do. That's how I got into crystals. Somebody gave me a crystal to hold. Oh, oh right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Once, you, once you touch by a crystal, you never look back, do you? You're never the same. No, no. <laughs> well, no, you're never the same. No. Yeah. yeah. Wow, well, we'll talk about the crystals a little bit later then because there's yeah. a, a wide scope there. There's lots of crystals and, uh, yeah, yeah. I think that that's going to take really... up quite a, quite a lot of the episode, actually, because yeah. mm. I'm really fascinated with that. And my daughters are getting into them big time as well. I mean, they're, they're 15 and 13 and... In fact, my youngest daughter, she, she ordered a poster about three weeks ago for a bedroom wall full of all the different crystal names and the usages. Um, so it, it's nice to see that uh, next generation showing uh, a keen interest, mm. I find. Yeah. yeah. So with the Mansfield Mind, Body, Spirit show, Eric, that you've got coming up, um, I've read that there are over 30 talks happening that's fantastic. That is, that is, that is the, absolutely the, brilliant. The show is based around the talks. The talks are what draw people in. Um, we get about, we've got 50 stalls there, which are full of readers and therapists and people selling all sorts of weird and wonderful things mm. from singing bowls to uh, crystal wands and everything in between. Yeah. But the talks are what, what draws people in and always has been. Um, yeah. We've got Angie from Shack who is starting us off on the Saturday morning with the drumming. Yes. That's a very popular Lovely. one. Um, yeah. We've got about 100, 120 people drumming away to the heart's content and uh, 
making an awful lot of noise, <laughs> uh, raising the energy. That's a very popular part, very popular part of the show, that one. Yeah. Um, we got a mediumship demonstration after that with um, Joanne and her talking teacups. Mm. Joanne reads tea leaves, and she, she that's the way she gets in touch with her mediumship. Yeah, oh, she, that's beautiful. So she called, describes them as her talking, tea, talk, talking teacups. Mm. Oh. <laughs> that could be good. Then we've got Moira um, Hodgkinson, a white witch, talking about magic of and folklore and magic of dolls. Yeah. Um, we've got another, we've got two mediumship demonstrations on the Saturday. So we've got um, Emma Goshel, who does, um, she's from Healing Pets. She does uh, animal rescue work. Mm. I know Emma. I know Emma. Emma, Emma yeah. 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 Well, she, she, she passes on messages from past over pets, she says. So uh, that'll be another popular one. That's what five o'clock on the Saturday. What a lovely yeah. gift. Yeah. She's doing that. Yeah. It's a very eclectic, eclectic mix, but we try to provide a bit of something for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Um, is, there anybody, got, is, there any, is there any speakers that are coming that actually you're actually quite interested in listening to? Apart from, I know you, you, surely you're going to say all of them, but. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly the yoga. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anybody new coming this year, Eric? Or Yes, we've got some new speakers. Of course, we've got Julie. Hello, Julie <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. We've got Julie, to, Julie doing a younger yoga session at two o'clock on the Saturday. Yes. Um, we've got the Woodland Trust with forest bathing on the Saturday oh, afternoon. Oh, right, okay. Nice. Yeah. And we've got a lady called Nell Brooker. She's not been before. She's a, she calls herself a sacred celebrant. So she does um, oh. funerals and pagan weddings, that kind of thing. Yeah. And she's doing a, an elemental invocation on the Saturday morning, which should be interesting. Yeah, oh. yeah. And then, and then at five o'clock on the Saturday, I'm not sure how this is going to go. A friend of mine is doing a talk called Time of the Heart, talking about COVID and... Um, climate change and conspiracy theories and oh, right. uh, all the things that are uppermost in many people's minds at the moment. Right. And it's going to give, give us an overview of what is actually happening energetically yeah. in the world at the moment. So that should be interesting. Yeah. Fascinating, yeah. that does. I think that's going to be busy. Yeah, mm, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested in listening to the forest bathing uh, talk, actually. That's something that I qualified in at the beginning of this year, uh, Shinrin Yoku, as well. So... I, that's that's fascinating to me, uh, being out in nature and forest bathing, and so yeah, I'd be interested in that one actually. Mm. Um, over fifty exhibitors as well, accord um, with the yep, we've program. got um, what have we got now? We've got uh, well, we've got crystal swords, of course. That's the that's the heart of the show because uh, as, as, as the saying goes, whoever buys one crystal, nobody. <laughs> um, so yeah. Four crystal stalls, singing bowls, incense, Buddhas, silver jewelry, CBD oils, pagan supplies, mm. wands, artworks, all going pyramids. Uh, therapists, we've got Reiki. Yeah. We've got flower essences. Yeah. We've got foot massage. We've got a sound healing lady. We've got shamanic healing. Mm. We've got a stall that specializes in pain relief. Mm. We've got chakra balancing with or without crystals. Two past life therapists, bioresonance energy healing, and then while we're not a psychic show, um, and I try to make it a healing show more than a mm-hmm. psychic show, yeah. but right. we do have a lot of interest in things psychic and things intuitive, so we specialise in having a really good range of readers and types of readings. Yeah. So we do 
the, the different readers do crystal balls, runes, tarot, playing cards even, tea leaves, which you already mentioned, palmistry, mm -hmm. angel cards, mediumship, and of course Emma doing the animal guides mediumship. Yeah. So we try to make it as wide a range as possible to give some give people um, as much choice as we can. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely one of the best, in my opinion. It's one of the best That's mind, body, spirit shows. That's very kind. Thank you. I, the, uh, I must say that the, 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 the therapists and stallholders do make it. I mean, they really put their uh, they're all in, and um, of course, all the talks and workshops are free. So they they give it their time time freely, and um, yeah, it's a very good communal effort that makes mm. the show. I. I I organise it, but I have to say it sort of organises itself despite me, if you know what I mean. It's, uh, sure. it's taken on a life of its own after all these years. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's always, almost like an exercise in channelling. Yeah. Mm. We were saying as well, it's so mm. nice to be in that environment with like-minded people and, and energies. Yeah. Where, yes. Where you are free Definitely. to be yourself. And, and I know for myself, I know, I know some of my friends have, uh, they have stores, so I know mm. Jasmine who does the bars, um, a friend Kev who does uh, kinesiology, mm. um, obviously Mick and Maggie, Emma, Emma as well. Um, so I know a few people there, so it's lovely. Mm. It's just a lovely. I'm having a bit of trouble hearing you, Phil. I can only get uh, one, two words in three. I'm so, so sorry. I'll, oh, right. I'll, I'll okay. Hear. Sorry. Hopefully that. Thanks, thanks Mike. Um, I was just saying, I don't know if you can hear me now, but I was just That's saying... That's much better, thank you. Right, I was just saying the atmosphere, um, while while everybody's there and, and the people that you know there, it's just such a lovely atmosphere to be with, um, the different people, uh, the like-minded people. And, mm. and for me, with the people that I know that have stalls, so like Jasmine, with who does the bars, uh, Kev, who does the kinesiology, Mick and Maggie and Alan and Emma as well. Um, it's just so nice just to be with friends there as well. So it's not just not just like it's not a market. It's it's Group of it's, a, it's, it's a social event as well. Mm. Community it is, hub. and it feels a very safe place to be. It feels non-threatening. Um, it's like a little bubble for the weekend. Yeah. Um, gives people time out and time to recharge and uh, recuperate and. Before they get back into, how oh, dare I say, the real world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A dirty yeah. word in my house, that yeah, is. Yeah. the real world. So, of course, uh, you um, obviously work with crystals, Eric, and you've got your pyramids there. Would you like to talk about uh, those for a little while? Give people a little bit more. Um, I'm sorry, Julia, I am really struggling. Are you struggling? Sorry. So, um, you work with crystals and do uh, crystal courses. Um, you've got yes, your, I do. Yeah. Um, we've got one coming up soon on the 18th of September. Um, crystals are kind of my main thing, I guess. Um, they're what got me into alternative therapies in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Um, like just like Phil, somebody gave me. A, I was on a. And I had depression for years and years. Now I went on this um, yoga workshop, breathing workshop, to try and sort it. And while I was there, somebody gave me a crystal. Yeah. And she said that'll do it. She said that'll sort it out. And I had no concept whatsoever that crystal would do anything whatsoever other than look attractive. Mm. Anyway, I put this crystal in my pocket and um, kept it around for a couple of weeks and she said, put it in your pocket and keep it under your pillow at night and it'll sort you out, she said. And I thought, well, being polite, I'll do it, you know. A couple of weeks later, I, I put my hand in my pocket to pull it out and look at it and it exploded. Wow. Oh. And I, 
I never had anything like that happen before. Well, I've never had a crystal before, but I, yeah. I, I was pretty mm. sure that crystals shouldn't do that. So I went back to her and explained what had happened, and she said, um, yeah, it's done a giveaway. It's sacrificed its life for you. Oh, wow. Oh, I've never <laughs> heard that. So I, I, I have to say, I was very sceptical. I thought, well, she's talking about the crystal like it's alive. And I thought, well, again, I'm too polite to say anything, but I thought, <laughs> well, she's a bit, yeah. uh, bit wacky, easy. And then she said to me something which I hadn't realised. She said, yeah, it's done a giveaway. It's given its life for you. It's taken the energy on board. How's your depression? Mm. And I thought, wow, I didn't notice it's gone. And before it had been like a fog in my head and suddenly that fog yeah. wasn't there. So while I didn't really believe the explanation she'd given me, yeah. I couldn't doubt that I'd had the crystal. I'd been depressed. Mm. Now I wasn't depressed. Yeah. So it got me interested. Um, and it sort of, and after that, that, there was a series of coincidences that kind of led me through the crystal crystal training, I suppose. Um, until I got to this point, sort of 25 years later, where I... Um, I now come full circle. I now teach people who, mm. and I fully understand why people will say, still, what can that possibly do for me? Um, yeah. And I get why people don't actually understand crystals until they've worked with them for a yeah. while. Mm. Yeah. Because sometimes the energy is just so subtle that you don't you actually don't feel it until it. you feel its results. Yeah. 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 Fascinating. That is amazing. Yeah. When I've worked with crystals personally um, for several years, but actually, I was looking at I was looking at the courses that you do, Eric, and I thought actually, I think for myself that would be quite good um, because I think there's always something that you can there's always new learning, isn't there? Mm. As well, I think so. I, I have to say, I, I get most of my stuff when I when I teach crystals. I, I tend to learn more than I did when I started. If you know, what I, mean. I always mm. learn something new on a crystal workshop, even the very basic ones. Mm. There's always something to something to learn, something new to new to pick up. When you slant on it, um, you think after sort of 25 years you covered it, covered it all, but no, it's it's uh, yeah, there's always a new a new use for crystals. I think, wow, I hadn't thought of that before. I hadn't thought of that way to use them. Yeah. So yeah. Have you mm. noticed, Derek? Do you know we, we've talked about this um, over several different podcasts? I'm sorry. With sorry, sorry. I don't. I don't know if you've noticed with with crystal energy, um, and this is something that we've talked about over several different podcasts. That with the 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 collective vibration rising at the minute, Mm. have you noticed um, the crystal energies changing as well? It's a it's a fair question, and I'm not sure I can fully answer it because I'm always unclear about whether it's the universe energy that's changing or my energy that's changing. Mm. I know both do, but uh, I think you're probably right in the sense that there's a general uplift in the energies, whatever this COVID thing is doing, there is some mm. good coming out of it. Mm. Um, so I think, yeah, there's a general uplift in, in, in energies. Certainly more and more people are getting turned on to crystals and other forms of energy work. Yeah. So I, I suspect it's not that. just me that's changing. Everybody's changing as well. Yeah. But as to which is more, the more important factor, I'm not entirely sure. Mm. Mm. We were talking to somebody a while ago about about as as we change and as our as our vibrations mm. change, yeah. so does everything else. So even even the energies in decks of tarot cards and oracle cards, even those energies are changing and uh expanding 
Um, I just find that I find that quite fascinating that everything's changing, really. I know they say the only thing that ever changes is awareness. So on that mm. basis, I, I can't say again whether it's me or the universal energy yeah. or that it's the filter that I view things through that's changing. Mm. Um, it's a good way. Yeah, sometimes they say that everything's inside you, don't they? Um, yeah, yeah. And the outside is just a reflection. That's so on that true. basis... Um, I know everybody appears to be changing, but perhaps, perhaps it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's a really good way of putting it. I suppose it. on that yeah. basis as well, where, where you've just said everything is inside, um, we, we also hold, I suppose, we also hold those energies that the crystals hold. Mm-hmm. Sorry, could you repeat that? That's, that's, that's phrase. Yeah, that's sorry. Right. I was going to, I said, really, if, with that, with that thought that everything is inside, yeah. um, I suppose we also hold those same energies that the crystals hold. It's a moot point, I suppose. Whether, yeah, I mean, I mean, some people say a crystal is a placebo, or a more polite way of putting that is a crystal is a focus for your own energy. Mm. Yeah, I mean, on the face of it, a crystal is what can we say, it's, a, it's, a, it's like an energy battery, it's a bundle of energy that you stick into your pocket or your aura mm. and it recharges your energy in a particular way depending on the type of crystal. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose at its simplest level that is what crystal healing is. It's, um, you know, rose quartz is the universal love stone, it's good for headaches, it's good for balancing, that kind of thing. On a deeper level, it could be that by choosing to use rose quartz, I'm making that decision to focus my energies in that particular way. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with yeah. that. I suspect yeah. it boils down yeah. to the same thing at the end of the day. Um, I do notice when I first started, I just used physical crystals. So if somebody wanted a piece of rose quartz, I used a physical piece of rose quartz. Over the past couple of years, I've noticed that you don't always need a physical crystal. So when I use crystals now with people, depending on the type of person I'm using it with, Sometimes I will use um, a virtual crystal, for want of a better word. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's a slightly different, well, it's quite a different system because you can then get some energies that you can't necessarily get off physical crystals. I mean, you have to start somewhere. You have to start with physical crystals because it's the easiest yeah. way to understand it. Mm-hmm. But there is a point when you get beyond it and you can then do, start to work with things like concept crystals, which are forms of energy that go beyond the purely physical. There's like a... a, a a subtle dimension beyond the physical value of crystals mm. that you get to after a while. Well, you've actually said yeah. before in the past, Phil, um, be the crystal. I was just going to say, Glenn, a close, a close friend of mine. I don't know if you know. I don't know if you know her, Eric. Uh, Chrissy Sawyer, her name is. She's from Newark. So, what's her name again? Chrissy Sawyer. She's from Newark. Newark. Um, I might know her by sight. Fantastic, fantastic yeah. person, and. A few years ago, she was my therapist, and <laughs> and that's how I start really started my spiritual path. But she always used to tell me to be the, the crystal. crystal. Yeah. To use a crystal. To, to, be, to be, I to, suppose, merge, to, to merge be with the, the crystal. crystal. Oh, to be the crystal. Yeah. yeah. So I suppose I, another way of thinking about crystals. Sometimes when people start to choose a crystal, you choose a crystal that has the properties that you want. So, for example, if somebody comes along and they're stressed, 
take my mother, for example, very stressed lady, lovely lady, but very stressed. Mm. So for my mother, mm. she'd probably choose a piece of rose quartz because it's a calm, balanced, so, soothing, yeah. nurturing, nurturing crystal. It's what she would want to be in an ideal world. Yeah. So by having a crystal around, she's going to take that vibration into herself. So in that sense, she's going to become the crystal. Crystal, yeah, it's perfectly said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mm. suppose you can, uh, you can expand that and given that there are five or six thousand different crystals, each one of which is said to have a set of unique properties. So one way to work with a crystal is to pick the crystal that is what you want to become. Yeah. So oversimplifying mm -hmm. it, rose quartz is calm and balanced. You want to become calm and balanced, you have a piece of rose quartz around. You want a bit of extra energy, you have a piece of red tiger's eye around. So you're effectively immersing yourself in that crystal's energy. So going back to what you said, it's like, Becoming the crystal, if you like. Yes. Perhaps yeah. that's the end. The the achievement that you can make, the, the end point of the crystal therapy, is when you become like the crystal. I suppose at that point, you probably no longer need it. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Oh. I always, uh, when I'm choosing crystals myself, I always think, and that you just reminded me of when, just when you said about something, choosing the crystal that you want. I do choose crystals that I want, but then I also let my guides choose me crystals for what I need. Mm, big difference. So yeah. I'll yeah. so I'll get different crystals mm. for what I want and what I need at that time as well. Because you might not always know what you need, but your guides will know what you need. Mm. The crystals will know what you need. <laughs> <laughs> well, another thought on that one. I mean, some people say you don't have to choose crystals; they choose, choose you. you. Yeah. I believe yeah. that as well. <laughs> Yeah, I did notice years ago. I, um, I when I started selling crystals out of my garage, and I, I was selling crystals purely because they were objects to sell, and I was getting money in return for them. The healing yeah. side was, I didn't understand it, and it was irrelevant. Mm -hmm. And as far as I knew, the people who were coming were slightly unhinged. That's me, then. <laughs> well, with, now I understand differently, of course, but yeah. at the time, that's the only. Where I could reconcile it. But much to my discomfort, people used to come back and they'd say, Look, Eric, I built this piece of rose quartz from you a couple of weeks ago. My bad's back, my bad back is better. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow. done nothing. I sold them a crystal. If they want to believe that crystal's cured the bad back, fine. Mm -hmm. And then somebody else would come back and say, Oh yeah, I bought this crystal and it cured my bad head or my earache or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And then it sort of developed a little bit because people assumed that because I was selling these crystals and they worked, that I knew what I was doing, which I didn't. So the only way I could get around it, I bought a book. And at the back of the book, there was a big long list of what crystals are supposed to do and what's mm -hmm. supposed to cure you. Yeah. So somebody had come to me and I'd look in this book and uh, I sound very intelligent. So in the back of the book, it said, this crystal's for this and this crystal. And they said, <laughs> again, they thought I knew what I was doing, you see. Anyway, I got so busy that, and this book's really small writing, and these tables are difficult to look at, it takes forever. And I thought, I've got to find a quicker way of doing this. Yeah. And I noticed something very strange, which has stayed with me to this day, and it's, it's, it's the heart of what I do. The idea that people actually know what they need, but they don't realize they know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. All, my, all my crystals in my garage were in little wicker baskets. And as often happens, people come into the garage and they, they start playing with the crystals in the wicker baskets. They're very tactile things. Yeah. And then they'd ask me what they needed for their bad head or the bad leg or whatever it was. 
And I look in the back of the book, and <clears throat> let's say they got a stomach problem, and it was the, the answer was um, uh, snowflake obsidian, for example, which affects the lower part of the body. So I say to them, you need snowflake obsidian. And then I noticed something strange. The person who just asked that had his or her hand in a basket of snowflake obsidian. <laughs> it was like they were telling me the answer, but they didn't realize they were telling me. So I thought, suddenly, I don't need the book anymore. I, yeah. just, I just wait Watch. long enough, and eventually they'll put their hand in a basket. That's the answer. That's what they need, you say. Mm. Yeah. However, some people used to come in the garage, and they just wouldn't put their hands anywhere near a crystal. They used to stand there with arms folded and say, what crystal do I need, Eric? And I waited. And waited. <laughs> Nothing happened. And waited. <laughs> but then I found another shortcut. <laughs> it's back to the book, you see. Then I found another shortcut. I noticed that the person with the bad stomach, or whatever it was, was wearing black trousers and a white shirt. Snowflake upset you. Colours, exactly. They were yeah. the colours of the crystal that they needed. <laughs> And to yeah. this day, when somebody oh. comes to the crystal store, I mean, it's not an exact science, but 95% of the time, it gives you a good starting point. People wear the colours they need to balance their energy. Mm. I was just going to say that people, without realising, choose clothes <laughs> in the morning that with that colour that they need. It expresses their yeah, energetic work, level, doesn't with it, with the chakras really? and things like that, yeah. So I know I'm working with orange today. Uh, I know this looks a bit more red, but it's quite orange. But I know that I've got orange crystals. So I've been working with my Uh uh, sacral today. And I've got a multicoloured top on and I've got citrine. Yes. (laughs) I've got a black top on, blue jeans. Mm. All of this suggests, though, is that people, I mean, some people know when you awake, when you're aware, you you Mm. know what you're working with and why you're working with it. But even people who don't, who are not awake and not aware, they still know what they need. There's, there's like mm. a bit of them that they haven't got in touch with yeah. that knows what they need. And if that's true, then maybe the biggest job of a healer, not just a crystal healer, but healers in general, is to get people in touch with that bit of themselves, that intuitive bit. Developing the intuition is probably more important, as far as I can see, that, than actually what crystal... Show, you can show people what crystal to use, but it's of limited value. Mm. If you show people how to choose themselves to get in touch with that bit that can pick for themselves that's probably you know it's like teaching More you know giving a man a fish you feed him for a day i was just going to say that fish, you feed him for a lifetime yeah 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 that yeah. came into my mind then so, yeah. I, so I, I think my, my main issue with, with crystal workshops is teaching people how to get in touch with that bit and choose Intuitive. themselves yeah can we talk about your pyramids as well now and uh you know. With the greatest of pleasure, Julio. I do love my pyramids. Yeah, yeah, I've been waiting for this as well. Because I've got some from you, so, you know, and they're by my bedside most of the time. So uh. I've got one at the side of my meditation chair. Yeah. It's been there for years. I'm only partially aware why it's there. And I hope they're fully aware, so I make the things, but um, <laughs> it still does things I don't understand. Of course. So can you explain the concept there of the, um, what was the name, Atlant- Atlantis? Um, Atlantis, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's based on, um, as you probably know, that Wilhelm Reich, who was, um, was a psychotherapist in the 40s in America, student of uh, Sigmund Freud, the, the father of psychotherapy. Yeah. And Reich was a very controversial figure. Um, so controversial, they locked him up in the end, and he died in prison. But before he died mm-hmm. in prison... He claimed to have discovered a new energy, and he said he discovered the cause of illness, both physical and mental. And he said, basically, it's a, it's a blockage in the life force energy. Mm-hmm. 
at the time, this was revolutionary. And nowadays, with chakras and um, meridians and so on, and yeah. we understand far more about these. But yeah. at the time, the idea that there was a single underlying cause for illness was quite a revolutionary thing. So Reich said that if that's true, if it's true that the, the, the blockage in the life force energy is what causes symptoms, and that's what we call physical or mental illness, yeah. therefore I need um, a way of giving people a, a boost to the life force energy. So he invented a, a device which he called an ORAC, or Orgon Accumulator. He claimed that the, the energy he discovered, which was blocked, was called Orgon. He said, some people call it God, he says, I call it Orgon. So he, he, he devised this Orgon Accumulator which was like a big garden shed and it was layers of plywood and steel wool, organic and inorganic material. Mm -hmm. And Reich said that this organ accumulator would draw in the energy from the surrounding air and it would multiply it five times to the person sitting inside and it would give them a boost to the life force energy and they would then get cured of whatever illness they'd got. Wow. He was okay up to the point um, he got into lots of trouble because he um, he said that clothing sometimes blocked energy. So he used to oh. sit his patients na naked inside the organ accumulator. Right. <laughs> and the newspapers got in touch with that and they, 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 they think it was a cult. <laughs> yeah. You can actually see references to this in uh, there's a film, Barbarella, with the Orgasmatron. And that's a, a sort of takeoff of Reich's organ accumulator. Oh. But uh, he got through that anyway. And he was getting some really good results, apparently. And then he came on really unglued because he started to claim, or his students did, that it could cure, could cure cancer. Mm. And as you might imagine, when people claim to cure cancer, several things happened. Firstly, these organ accumulators sold in the hundreds and they were shipping them all over America. Yeah. At that point, the Federal Drug Administration got involved and they <laughs> locked do? Reich up in prison mm. where he died. Right. Uh -huh. So, yeah. it's not a, what could be a very long story, very short. Mm. He got, um, he became a bit of a cult figure after his death, and people started to investigate what he'd done and the claims he'd made. And then computers came online in the 70s, and mobile phones and computers and um, big electrical pylons, which nobody sort of noticed, affecting people before. And somebody realized these things were affecting people's energies. So they also realized that Reich had made a claim. He said, when you use an organ accumulator, he says, never ever use it next to a hospital that's got an X-ray source. Oh yeah, because if yeah. you do, it'll, it'll soak up the yeah, mm. it'll soak up the negative energy from the X-ray mm. to make people more more make them worse. Yeah. So somebody said, well, if it's true that computers affect us, then what would happen if you stuck one of these organ accumulators next to your computer? It would soak up the negative energy, so you didn't have to. Yeah. So that's when um, organite, which is a trade name for a particular type of Reich's energy, came online. <laughs> I started to make the pyramids about five or six years ago. Um, and basically, a pyramid is a device containing organic and inorganic material and a few crystals sometimes. And it raises people's vibration, just like Reich's original Aurac does. So if you put a person next to one of these pyramids, it shifts the vibration, and the lower vibration that we define illness as drops away. So in a perfect world, you put them next to one of these pyramids, vibration raises, the illness drops away, and they get cured. And in its simplest form, that's what happens. However, some more interesting things happen when you lift somebody's vibration. Firstly, it starts to move anything that's blocking it. 
So sometimes people experience a bit of, um, I would say, trouble. I'll give you an example. So one of the things that um, it's said you can do with these organ pyramids, organ accumulators, you can make people more creative. And you can also move them through their fears and blockages. Mm. So just after I started making these, I've got a friend who'd got a, a business and she was experiencing financial problems. And I'd heard that people who use organ pyramids tend to be better off financially. So they, t- they tend to attract money. That was That's the phrase they use online. And if you go online, it's one of the sort of tacky sides of organite. They say that these things attract money. And it's true up to a point. What they actually do, they make you more creative and they work you through your blockage and your you, you fear of money. So anyway, with my friend, I said, well, look, I've heard this. I'm not sure if it's true, but would you like to try it? She said, well, my business isn't doing very well, so, yeah, I'm not willing to try anything. What do I do? So I said, well, I don't know. I've never used one before. So we put a, a pyramid into her hand. She'd held it for probably 15 seconds. And suddenly she dropped it, rushed up to the bathroom. She was quite ill, quite sick. She vomited, in the, you know, she was sick in the toilet in the room. Mm. She came back. She said, oh, I'm sorry. She said, it must have been something I ate. Mm. She said, all right, we'll carry on. So we put the pyramid in. The same thing happened again. Mm, now, this is probably not a very good advert for Atlantic Night, for all right, but <laughs> we realised what had happened, and it actually works out quite well. So she'd got such a terrible fear. You know, like many people are taught when they're young that money isn't spiritual, yeah. that to have yeah. too much money makes you a bad person. Mm. She's got such a fear of money that what the Atlantic Night was doing, I call it Atlantic Night rather than Organite, because it's particularly it's a brand name I use. Um, what the Atlantic Night was doing, it was bringing her fears to the surface. Yeah. But it was so strong that that's why she was being sick. She was literally being sick with fear. Mm. Wow. So I thought, what do we do about this? We can't have her sort of doing that every time she picks up the piece of Atlantean ice. Mm. Um, <laughs> she you know, won't be doing it a lot of good. So I thought, what do we do? Well, I know that crystals do two things. They give out energy and they soak energy. So I thought, what happens if we take a piece of rose quartz <clears throat> and we put it in her energy field. So we took a piece of rose quartz, we put it between her feet, she picks the pyramid up again, and she said, oh, I can feel the energy coming up to the surface, I can feel it coming up my, uh, through my centre of my body. But this time, it was got soaked up by the rose quartz, so we've got a healing system there. Mm-hmm. She holds the pyramid, it brings the energy to the surface, the rose quartz soaks it up. She'd been using this for, it was quite a long time, actually, probably about six months before I saw her again. Uh, she's doing really well. She actually got a new relationship, which is another spin-off, because as you mm. raise your vibration, you tend to attract what you... Your energy becomes more focused, so you tend to attract what you focus on. So she got a new relationship. Her business was doing really well. And she also said, well, I, I'm starting to get more intuitive, more psychic. So that, again, is another spin-off of raising her vibration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So these pyramids do all sorts of interesting things, some of which I'm still, still learning about. Yeah, fascinating. So you had a couple of these, Julie. What did you find with them? Uh, I had one there that was with the energy of Glastonbury and with the malachite. Um, I was sleeping with it under my uh, pillow because I've got quite a strong energy, but I did have to move it in the end because it was giving me too much energy. Yeah. Uh, so I've moved that into a part of the house now where the electrical meters are to soak up any energy from the meters. Um, yeah. I had a larger pyramid uh, with quite a lot of different gemstones in. That's also in that same area because that's... I've used a meter basically to check where the worst areas in the house are. 
Um, and I've got uh, two of the discs off you as well. I had um, a blue one. It was a Karma, Karma release. Oh yes, uh, comic, yeah, 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 I do comic, that. yeah, yeah. Um, that was it. That was the. There's two for Karma. There's one for Assisted. Yeah. And one for was it the Assisted one or the Unassisted one? Can you remember? I think I went for the Unassisted one because okay. when I was at your show, I think is going back about three or four years ago. I was drawn to the pyramids, but actually I got more from the uh, the karmic release, so I went with yeah. that. But then I came back for the malachite one as well, and uh, yeah, yeah, really good. That malachite one, that was a ziggurat, a flat top pyramid. It was. That's correct. Yeah. yeah, they are very strong, very yeah. strong. Yeah. yeah. So I've got, uh, and I, I bought another one um, from Shaq, which is uh, uh, from you as well. So um, I had a green. I can't remember the green one, but it's a disc again. It's, it looks like a spaceship. Green. Sorry, say that last it's a, a green green disc, so I don't know. It would be on your website, um, but I've not been on there for a while. The green uh, one, what would that be? Uh, You've got quite so a few, to be yeah, fair. It's, they're quite subtle, and sometimes it's hard to see what they're doing. Mm -hmm. but you can probably say that if you're keeping it by you, it's probably doing something. Yes. Yeah. Well, I've got two by my bed, the two discs, the, the blue and the green are by my bed, and I sometimes use them under the pillow, and the pyramids are in the energy area of the house that needs to have the negative energy wow. taken away. So I sent, yeah. um, just after I did that experiment with my friend, I thought, that's good. I'm going to try somebody else. So I sent one to my daughter in Australia, and uh, it took a couple of weeks to get there. And she opened it, and she rang me up for a couple of hours, and she said, uh, that's really strange, Dad, she said. I, I, um, somebody's posted this envelope through my door with $800 in it. Only it's got somebody else's name on. Right. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, we find the person who it is and return it. Mm. She said, I know, she said, but I, I was trying to get $800 to pay a bill. <laughs> And it's very strange that pyramid arrived and suddenly somebody gives me eight hundred dollars. Don't you think? Don't you think I should keep it? And I thought, yeah, well, there's a couple of lessons here. Firstly, there's it's like the universe is totally supportive in the sense that there's no moral or ethical code there. You put your own in place. Yeah. So my daughter did return the, the eight hundred dollars to the person upstairs in the upstairs flat, as she should rightly have done so. Yeah. But the universe was trying to sort of fulfill her desire. And I think the other thing that happens with these pyramids, it's it, it said that they make your energy harmonious, congruent, that's the word they often use. And it's like, if the energy is lightened to a light bulb on top of your head, and it's beaming out energy in all directions, put one of these pyramids into your aura, and suddenly it becomes like a searchlight. And what you focus on, you tend to attract to you more easily. Mm -hmm. So in the sense of my, my, my daughter, she was focusing on that $800 bill that she wanted to pay. So suddenly the universe said, oh, we've got to try and help her out here. But, well, it didn't really care how it got it to her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I suppose, Easy I suppose uh, yeah. when, you think about, when you think about universal energy. Law of attraction. Law of attraction. There is no mm. right or wrong, is there? Uh, right or wrong is human assessment, isn't it? Yeah, it's a choice that we make. If you think about... The past and the sort of people who've been alive, good and bad. They think about Mother Teresa, Donald Trump, Hitler, even. Mm. And clearly, the universe must be supporting everybody, right or wrong. Yeah. That's a so good I point. think this ties in what people have been saying for centuries the universe mm. is non judgmental. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it doesn't care. Well, I don't say it doesn't care, but it, it will support you unconditionally in whatever you choose to manifest. Yeah, yeah. So one of the lessons for these pyramids, in these pyramids for me, is that as you become more able to manifest the stuff you want, you have to be more careful ethically about and morally about what you do. Mm. Otherwise, you're going to end up with a shed load of karma to sort out the next yeah. time yeah. around. Yeah. yeah, If not this time around. Yes, um, quite. <laughs> the fact that you can do it, you know, the fact that you get that ability, yeah. that, that power in your hand. It's how you yeah, choose to. to yeah, yeah. And how you use it is up to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I suppose um, when you just talked about Hitler there, actually, Eric, um, there was a book I read once, and it said even even Hitler thought he, what he was doing was for the greater good. Even he thought. Even Hitler thought what he did was, what he was doing was for the greater good. Well, it says perception and, and of that was his, his assessment of yeah. what good and bad was, yeah. I suppose. I think there are, there are very few people who are actually evil. Most people, I think everybody justifies what they do. Um, I think there's also very few people who even argue that what Hitler did was right. Um, but I'm sure if you argued with Hitler, he would justify what he was mm. doing. Yeah. You say, for, the yeah. common, for the greater good. For, yeah. for it, for... Well, this is really taking a turn, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> for, for Hitler... Thinking he's arraying it in. <laughs> for, for, for Hitler, that was an act of love. Mm. When <laughs> I do the manifestation part of the crystal workshops, I usually suggest to people they put a codicil so that they write down what they want, a new dog or a new car or whatever it is, yeah. and then they focus their energy on it. And in its simplest form, that's what manifestation is. However, just to be sure that it is right for you, I usually suggest yeah. they put something on the end, like um, providing it's for the highest good of all concerned, or yeah. providing yeah. harms on, or providing it's for my highest good. It doesn't harm anybody. And that way you can be sure what you're focusing on isn't going to damage anybody, mm. and it's not going to damage yourself or interfere with your own yeah. progress, your own, your own spiritual path. Yeah. It's sometimes tempting not to do it with the with the codicil, but uh, I've tried it both ways. I've tried it without, and I've tried it with, and when I've tried it without. You normally get what you want, but it often goes pear shaped. So I found that okay. uh, the codicil. It's like a consequence, be isn't now. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand on crystal grids? Eric, you know, the benef- where do you stand on the usage of crystal grids? What's your opinion on those? I don't, well, I haven't in the past used a lot of crystal grids, but I have noticed that when I use a set of chakra stones, as in the seven chakra yeah. stones for the seven, seven chakra system, yeah. it's very similar to using a crystal grid, and I can get a similar effect if I place those around people in a formation. And then I thought, well, okay, so if I place them in that formation, just a circle around the person, what happens if I put them in, say, a triangle shape or in a square? Mm -hmm. If I change the shape of what I'm putting around the person, does it change things? And the answer is yes, it does. And I noticed that certain shapes have a more pronounced effect on the energy of the person. It's almost like sacred geometry, isn't it, with the different shapes and symbols? I, I, I've heard that certain illnesses have um, like a they, they, they form like a, 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 an inharmonious shape yeah. in the person's aura. Yeah. And I suppose by putting a regular shape in, you're forming a harmonious, stable shape, which again, going back to the idea that illness is low vibration, crystals are high vibration. So the shape itself 
stabilizes the unstable energy within the person's uh, within the person's aura. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm. Do, do you use grids, Phil? I do. I do use crystal grids. Actually, um, I use them in meditation um, when I when I in the past when I've had groups. We've used a crystal grid in 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 the middle of the circle for meditation. Um, I've used crystal grids for animal communication as well in the past. So okay. so using two triangles with the two points touching, um, yep. big big enough. What we did, we they were big enough actually. So I was able to put a person in one triangle, and then in the other triangle we put. Um, actually my my own dog we put the, put my dog in the other triangle and it really enhanced that communication so well yeah i i love crystals anyway i've, I've just got loads of yeah. them <laughs> and i use them in the healing sessions i do i've used them today i've done four healing sessions and uh, mm. we've had power coming up uh, under the couch <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah with the grids that i've been using yeah. Well, it's one of the earliest references to crystal grids comes from the Bible. Yeah. yeah a couple of thousand yeah. years ago, or beyond, um, there's a reference to the, um, the the breastplate. Yes. The, uh, yeah. You know, Moses brought the tablets down off the um, mountain, whichever mountain it was, and he got to store them then in the tabernacle, the ark of the tabernacle. And there's a story in the Bible, apparently, that um, Aaron, the Jewish high priest, went into the tabernacle and uh, God instructed him to make this breastplate to wear with 12 stones set into it. Yeah. And I noticed that not everybody, but um, a significant number of people, when they hear about this breastplate, they, they start collecting the breastplate stones mm. because they're said to have particular properties. Um, and during the same communication, again, it's in the, it's in the Bible, which doesn't necessarily make it true, but um, mm. it is in the Bible. There are two crystals called the Urim, and the thumbing, and God apparently instructed um, Aaron to, to hold these two crystals, one near the hand, when he wanted to communicate with him. So it's one of the earliest references to channeling. So again, crystal oh. grids, channeling. Mm. Um, I know not everybody sort of depends uh, to any extent at all on what the Bible says, but there are some very interesting references in there. Several hundred references to crystals, Though, if you ask a sort of traditional vicar about crystals, they tend to regard them as quite evil things. That's uh, true, yeah. yeah. Which, given that the archbishops wear sort of amethyst rings on the on the fingers, and um, I mean, the, yeah. the, the idea of healing properties, the, the, there's even a tradition that when the um, kings and queens of England have got the crown on, because of the type of crystals that are in the crown, it's said that they impart healing energy to anybody they touch. Mm -hmm. And it's yeah. still a very live tradition today that people. People want to be touched by the monarch when they've got the uh, when they've got the crown on. Yeah, that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. What were those two crystals called, Eric? The your say again. What were those two the crystals? Two crystals and called? They're they're called the urim, U R I W M, urim. Yeah. And the yeah. thummim, T H U W M I N, urim and the thummim. I'd imagine they're quite rare, are they, Eric? Mm. I wonder if I wonder if the names mm. changed for those. I wonder if we. I wonder if they are crystals that we would recognise. Well, people have been arguing about it for centuries, mm. apparently, and um, <laughs> the best idea that people have at the moment, uh, I mean, there are several conflicting ideas, but it said that they're smoky quartz and quartz. Right. Mm. All I can say at the moment, um, I've never actually spoken to Jehovah, or he spoke to me as far as I'm aware, 
But if you hold a piece of smoky quartz in one hand and a piece of quartz in the other, there is a very definite shift in vibration. It's almost like you can feel this um, energy coming into your body. And that's as far as I've got with that one. I've never pursued it. It's not something I'm especially interested in, but something happens. There's there's a definite shift in it. Um, I've well, not tried it for 25 years, so I might even have a go again after we finish mm, this podcast. That's quite interesting. See if mm. there's been any change in my awareness. The last few crystals I've bought were smoky quartz, and I, I like quartz. Quartz is my, my crystal, really, but I've been buying smoky quartz. And, uh, yeah, I've been using them together. Interestingly, enough. I mean, quartz is the tradition, it amplifies yeah. things, so you would expect quartz to amplify mm. psychic abilities. And of course, going back to grids, the idea that particular shapes have particular properties, so crystal balls, for example, have been traditionally used to um, uh, for people to look into the future and to, to amplify their psychic abilities to mm. see it to different, uh, different levels of reality. Mm. This, this uh, podcast episode is just giving me a mindful of a list of crystals that I need to buy. Shopping <laughs> <list>. Indeed. <laughs> you may get a few orders from us after tonight. <laughs> Marvellous. Well, it's been but really interesting. Sorry. Go on, Eric. What were you saying? Sorry, I apologise. I'm, I'm having trouble, trouble here, so I can't tell when you actually talk. Are you still talking? Sorry, Julia. No, you're okay. What were you going to say, Eric? Yeah, I was thinking about what to talk about tonight, and I was just um, leafing through one of the books that I, I bought years and years ago, which I haven't opened for a lot, long time. And you remember Shirley MacLaine from the 60s and 70s? Yeah. Shirley yeah, MacLaine, I yeah. Do. She got really well known. She used to have baths in crystals. She used to put these crystal clusters and candles all around a bath and... Uh, very well known as a, as a crystal um, aficionado. So there's a guy who used to channel for her um, called uh, Fox, I think, John Fox, I think his name was. And his guide wrote a book through him. And I'm just leafing through that book. Mm. And he talks about the reasons that people live where they live and why they go on holiday where they go on holiday and, um, and so on. Yeah. So the idea that people incarnate or move to parts of this world because of the underlying rock structure. Oh. So, for example, if you were to go on holiday to Hawaii, yeah. it's the top, the top of the volcano, so you would expect to be wanting the qualities of obsidian in your life. Yeah. You may or may not realise that. So, depending on people's level of awareness, they could go on holiday to Hawaii and come back completely missing the fact it was a volcano. However, they'd still have imbibed, they sort of taken in the, the, the qualities of the obsidian, obsidian. into their life. And a similar thing would apply to where you live. So, for example, if you move to Cornwall, which has sort of got lots of granite underneath it, mm. you'd be looking to get the qualities of granite into your life. So the idea that people incarnate, and when they've finished a particular phase of their incarnation, when they pick a, they need to move on spiritually, they might well move house without realising what motivates them to move the house. And they might find it's because they're living on top of a particular type of rock. Yeah. Yeah, that's so fantastic. the motivational factor behind, you think, oh, it's a nice cheap house there, but it might actually be because there's a, a big lump of something that you need energetically. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. I'm liking that. That makes sense. Yeah. That's fantastic. That's fascinating. So if you wanted to stay where you are, you can, there's two ways you can do this. You can live on top of the rock, yeah. or you can buy a small piece of it and hold it. Amazing. Yeah. 
We were just talking about a house move, wasn't we, with yeah. you earlier yeah. in the break? Yeah. You know? So that's interesting. That is interesting, actually. I'm going to take that into account. Mm. Mm. They say that about numbers as well, don't they? That you, you move house because of the number of the house. Mm. So they say that uh, people have, if you take your name and you, you look at the numbers behind each letter, mm. sometimes people have missing numbers. And they say that if you, for example, you've got a missing three, number, you haven't got a number three in your name, you'll often find yourself living at a number three house. Mm. And some even go further than that. They say, well, if you look at your partner, you do your numerology and you do your own name and your partner's name, yeah. you'll often find that when you add your partner's net letters together, he adds up to the missing number. Well, so if you've yeah. got a missing yeah. number three in your name, you'll find yourself linking up with a number three partner repeatedly. Mm. So one solution to that, that, that is that each crystal, if you add up the, the letters of the crystal, the numbers of the letters, mm. each crystal adds up to a particular vibrational number. So I forget the numbers, but amethyst, for example, vibrates number five or four, whatever yeah. it is. So if you've got a number five missing in your name, amethyst will effectively complete you, and it may avoid you having to go through a lot of, lot of parts oh, of number five. So it's, it's a way of completing your <laughs> vibration without having to have lots of um, relationships which you may or may not want. <laughs> wow. That is absolutely fascinating. I've never really thought about yeah. the the crystal numbers like that, yeah. actually. Yeah, they all vibrate to a, a different number. Yeah. I know, yeah, yeah, I know they all vibrate. I didn't realise it would be, you could you could take that down to a number. That's, mm. fanta- that's fascinating. So, yeah, the, the numerology system where letter A is one and B is two, so so crystal A, B, C would be number six, three plus, letter three, C is three, yeah. letter B is two, it uh, adds up to number six. So if you do your numbers in the same way, the numbers of your name, and you find that you've got a number six missing, then you you if that theory holds true, which it does seem to a lot of the time, you con- constantly find yourself drawn to things that vibrate to a number six. Yeah. Either letters on your, 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 your car number plate will add up to six, or your partner's letters are up to or your dog's name will add up to number six. You'll find yourself constantly trying to replace that, that or, number. Or to put that number six energy into your life. Mm. Great. Wow. That's brilliant. Thank you. It's been fantastic. It has. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Eric. That really? has been fascinating. Um, we are so Most looking enjoyable. forward to seeing you at the Mind, Body, Spirit show um, at the John Fretwell Centre. Yeah. Um, we will use, um, we will promote the links as well uh, on the podcast. Uh, on, on our Can I just add one little well. thing? Um, the tickets, are, we've sold far more tickets than we normally do. Yeah. And there's just a small possibility we may sell out before the show. Well, so okay, if you're okay. listening to this podcast, um, sometime in the future which i think you will be can i suggest you check on the website that there are still tickets available on the door okay. ideally buy tickets beforehand i think because i suppose there's a possibility who might sell out before the show okay bro thank thanks you. thank namaste. you thank namaste. you very much yeah. thank you, Eric. Take well, thank you very much um, phil and julia and glenn it's been really nice to talk to you and we'll look forward to your your yoga yoga workshop yoga yoga workshop on saturday afternoon so i hope to see you both all at the show thank fabulous you Take care. Thanks, Eric. Bye, Bye. now. Thanks, Phil. Take care. Thank you for listening and continuing to support the Full Circle Podcast. We would love for you 
to subscribe and share. Don't forget to find us on our official Facebook page. Until next time, have a good time, all of the time.